You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Bloomberg Audio Studios. Podcasts, radio, news. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm John Tucker. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin with politics. A verdict is expected today in Donald Trump's New York civil fraud trial. We get the latest from Bloomberg's Michael Barr in New York City. The former president could have to pay hundreds of millions of dollars in penalties and other sanctions after prosecutors say he inflated his wealth on financial statements that were given to banks, insurers, and others to make deals and secure loans. Trump has denied any wrongdoing. His attorneys say they will appeal if Judge Arthur Ngoran rules against Trump. Yesterday, a New York judge ruled Trump's criminal trial will begin next month in the case of an alleged hush money payment to porn star Stormy Daniels ahead of the 20th. 2016 election. In New York, Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Michael, thank you. Another case involving the former president is in the spotlight. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has been on the stand in a hearing to determine whether she should be removed from the Trump election interference trial in Georgia. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has that story. The arguments center around when her personal relationship with Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade began. It got personal, and D.A. Willis had some fiery exchanges. It's highly offensive when someone lies on you, and it's highly offensive when they try to implicate that you slept with somebody the first day you met with them, and I take exception to it. And she says the roles in this hearing are reversed. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial. Now, the fate of how the charges against Donald Trump will be prosecuted lie in balance. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Ed, thank you. And while Donald Trump faces those legal issues, Nikki Haley's trying to turn them to her political advantage. The former South Carolina governor says Republicans can't win if their frontrunner is in and out of courtrooms. We lost a vote on Mayorkas. We lost a vote on Israel. The RNC chair lost her job. And Trump had his fingerprints on all of it. Everything he touches, we lose. Nikki Haley spoke at a rally last night in Dallas. That sound came from the city's ABC affiliate. Recent polls show Haley trailing Trump by more than 30 percentage points in her home state of South Carolina. Texas holds its primary on Super Tuesday, March 5th. Trump holds a more than 60-point lead there. 
And there's a new legal development in the investigation of the President Biden's son, Hunter. The special counsel in the case, David Weiss, has charged a longtime FBI informant with lying about the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, paying millions of dollars in bribes to Hunter Biden and his father. House Republicans are holding impeachment hearings based on the idea that President Biden benefited financially from his son's business dealings. John, let's turn our attention now to the economy and another Fed official saying there's no rush to cut interest rates. Atlanta Fed President Raphael Bostic spoke in New York yesterday. We will likely soon contemplate the appropriate time for monetary policy to become less restrictive. Right now, a strong labor market and macroeconomy offer the chance to execute these policy decisions without oppressive urgency. Atlanta Fed President Raphael Bostic says he anticipates the first cut to come in the third quarter of this year. And Bostic and the rest of the Fed officials are going to have another key economic report to digest. Now, this morning, we're going to get the producer price report for the month of January. And meanwhile, in Asia, consumer spending in China picking up. Bloomberg Daybreak Asia anchor Brian Curtis has more from Hong Kong. Official media say more than 61 million rail trips were made in the first six days of the Lunar New Year holiday. That was the highest in data compiled by Bloomberg in the last five years. Hotel sales on e-commerce platforms surged more than 60 percent from a year earlier, according to the reports. Frederick Newman, HSBC's chief Asia economist, says the Chinese consumer is beginning to stir. The spending anecdotes helped boost market sentiment this week in Hong Kong, and China reopens on Monday. In Hong Kong, Brian Curtis, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Brian, thank you. In corporate news, another major company is cutting jobs. We get the details from Bloomberg's Lisa Mateo. Lisa? Nathan, Nike, they're looking to cut costs in order to counter a weaker outlook. Now, the sportswear giant will slash its global workforce by about 2%. Nike has nearly 84,000 employees worldwide. According to a memo that was seen by Bloomberg, the layoffs, they'll happen in two phases. The first phase, kicking off today, that second round will be completed by the company's fourth quarter. Now, back in December, Nike said it was looking for as much as $2 billion in cost savings. In New York, I'm Lisa Mateo, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Lisa, thank you. And Bloomberg News has learned that Apple is finalizing work on a new artificial intelligence tool for app developers. It's understood that the new system will use AI to create code more quickly and compete with Microsoft's rival system. And Bloomberg technology correspondent Mark Gurman has more from Los Angeles. The way Apple looks at AI, they're not going to release a chatbot. They're not going to release a chat GPT competitor, despite having one internally. They're going to apply artificial intelligence to their applications where it makes sense. And one place it makes sense is for development of software. And Bloomberg's Mark Gurman says sources have told him that Apple's next iPhone and iPad software updates will also include a slew of new artificial intelligence features. Time now to take a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg's Michael Barr once again. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. President Joe Biden again urged Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to hold off on an assault on the southern Gaza city of Rafah without a plan to protect civilians. It is the latest U.S. effort to head off a humanitarian catastrophe as Israel prepares for an attack. The White House says in a call to Netanyahu, Biden reiterated his view that a military operation should not proceed without a credible and executable plan for ensuring the safety of the support of the civilians in Rafah. 
The White House is downplaying the risks from an anti-satellite weapon that Russia is developing. Bloomberg's Nancy Lyons has details. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the weapon has not been deployed and there is no imminent threat, but he does admit there is concern. We plan to engage directly with the Russians about this, uh, and uh, as well as allies and partners. And as I said, we'll continue to work through what uh, our next steps and our approaches might be. Kirby's revelation comes after House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner issued a cryptic statement Wednesday about an unspecified national security threat that he wanted the White House to declassify. In Washington, Nancy Lyons, Bloomberg Radio. Three adult victims remain in critical condition after Wednesday's deadly shooting at the Super Bowl rally in Kansas City. Officials say now only three of the injured children remain hospitalized and all of the children are expected to make a full recovery. Kansas City City Mayor Pro Tem Rihanna Park Shaw spoke at a vigil for the shooting victims last night. Remember that we are not defined by this tragedy. We are defined by our courage, our strength, and our unwavering spirit. More than 20 people were wounded and one was killed in the shooting. 43-year-old Lisa Lopez-Galvan, a mother of two and popular radio DJ in the area, two juveniles are in custody for the shooting. Two New York Fire Department senior chiefs are caught up in a corruption investigation. Authorities say they conducted searches of the FDNY headquarters and the homes of the chiefs on whether they had improperly accepted payments. According to the New York Times, Chief Anthony Sacco Vino's Brooklyn home and Deputy Chief Brian Cordasco's Staten Island home were searched. The two men oversee safety inspections. Global News 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. Okay, Michael. Thank you. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update brought to you by Tri-State Audi. With that, here's John Stashauer. All right, Nathan, we have a sellout crowd. Some playing, paying top dollar in Iowa last night to see Caitlin Clark drain a long three-pointer about two minutes into the game. That gave her the NCAA women's basketball scoring record. She went on to score 49 points, a career high. Iowa won by 17. Hawkeyes are 23-3. and Football-free weekends now. We do have, for what it's worth, the NBA All-Star Game. Sunday night at Indianapolis, the Knicks' Jalen Brunson, first-time All-Star. He'll also be in tomorrow night's three-point contest. The slam dunk will include Celtics All-Star Jalen Brown, as well as Jacob Toppin. He's a Nick, although he's only scored two points all season. His brother Obi won the slam dunk as a Nick two years ago. Last year's winner was Mac McClung. He's back to defend his title. Even though he doesn't play in the NBA, he's in the G League. Last game before the break, saw Golden State win at Utah, 140-137. Klay Thompson off the bench, scored 35 points. At the Garden, sixth straight win for the Red Hot Rangers. They beat Montreal 7-4, the hat trick for Chris Kreider. Devils lost to the Kings, 2-1. Bruins lost to the Kraken, 4-1. Genesis Golf in L.A. Patrick Cantley shot 64, leads by one. Tiger Woods shot a 72. At spring training, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred met the media and talked about his future. Look, I'm 65, okay? I just started a five-year term. That Do that math, right? That makes me 70 years old. You can only have so much fun um, in one lifetime. Um, I have been open with them uh, uh, about the fact that this is going to be my last term. Manfred, when he steps down, will have had the job for 14 years. 61-year-old ex-Met Lenny Dykstra is in an L.A. hospital after suffering a stroke. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? 
You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. The legal and the political are colliding on multiple fronts at an end of a very busy week for former President Donald Trump. Today, he awaits a verdict from the judge in the New York civil fraud trial on how much damages he's going to have to pay. And that'll come a day after the former president learned when he's going to stand trial in the Stormy Daniels hush money case. And it all comes in the middle of a presidential primary calendar that is also about to get even more crowded. So let's get into all all of this now. We're joined by Greg Valliere, the chief U.S. policy strategist at AGF Investments. Greg, we've talked time and time again about how this former president has been able to turn his legal woes to his political advantage, but it seems like that's really going to be put to the test, uh, not just today, but over the next several days, perhaps. Well, well, you're right, Nathan. Good morning. But at the same time, I've looked at some polls in the last day or two around the country. They're unbelievable numbers. Trump in every key state in their primaries is up by four. 40, 50, 60 points. So it's going to take a lot to knock his numbers down. At the same time, we've had our own polling of swing state voters that we've conducted, Bloomberg News and Morning Consult, showing that if former President Trump is convicted of a crime, that support could start to wane. So given what we're seeing here, the fact that the former president is about to face a verdict, not in a criminal case, but a verdict nonetheless, what could that mean potentially for his support? Well, it's not a good story for him, and his numbers could go down a little. I'm not sure it would be determinative. But, yeah, you look at everything out there now. I, I, I have a hard time figuring out how Georgia fits into all of this. Uh, but wouldn't it be ironic if hush money, if those payments turned out to be his biggest albatross? It would be interesting, but given that we've heard from a number of analysts that that could perhaps be the weakest case against mm-hmm. former President Trump. Let's talk about this Georgia case, because we did really see some fiery testimony yesterday from the Fulton County District Attorney, Fonnie Willis, trying to turn the tables on this idea that she lied about her relationship with the special prosecutor in the case, Nathan Wade. How do you see this playing out? Could this scandal uh, potentially have an impact on the substance of this matter that the the former president is accused of trying to put his thumb on the scales in 2020 in Georgia. 
Well, maybe. I mean, her credibility has taken quite a hit, and I think that's that's a plus for Trump. But at the same time, I think the idea that she would be thrown off the case probably is less than a 50-50 chance. What makes you say that? Why is it less than 50-50? Because I don't think the offense, the alleged offenses are that tied to the Donald Trump trying to change votes in Georgia. Uh, I think they're largely two separate issues. And in, on top of that, we have the uh, federal election interference case coming up uh, before the Supreme Court. We've got to wait for a decision on whether that's going to uh, be put to trial uh, before November. But which of those do you think is more weighty uh, against this former president? Is this this Georgia case that's unfolding now or the, the special counsel case that uh, could be coming up uh, after the Supreme Court makes its decision? Frankly, if you look at the documents case, documents going to Mar-a-Lago, that's a felony. Uh, And I think he's still in trouble on that. I think he's still in trouble on January 6th. And I'd add one other thing, Nathan. It's not exactly a court case, but this was not a good week for Trump in terms of things that he said. Inviting Russia to attack a NATO member, uh, that that just had people uh, incredulous here in Washington. So he's not a a shoe-in to win the general election, but I still think he's a shoe-in to win the nomination. It is one of those matters that Nikki Haley has tried to take uh, advantage of as well, the rhetoric that we heard from the former president, and we heard again from her last night trying to seize on the legal issues with this line that everything that former President Trump touches, we lose. Is there still time for Nikki Haley to turn that argument to her political advantage when we've got a South Carolina primary coming up in just a little more than a week. Yeah, probably not. Uh, you, you look at some of the things that Trump has done and some of her responses, and you'd think it would be a, a, a tightening race. But it's one of those polls. You look at South Carolina, and she trails by at least 40 points in every poll that I see. How do you account for the fact that former President Trump has been able to run away with the uh, Republican vote, at least in terms of the polling? Well, obviously, this has been said by so many people, but obviously his base is rock solid and just would do anything uh, for him. I I, I think there's also the feeling that he stirs the pot, and I think in the country people want to see somebody stir the pot, and he's good at that. Also want to get your take on the uh, development in the other special counsel case, this one regarding Hunter Biden and this finding that the uh, FBI informant in the case is now charged with lying. What could that mean for the impeachment proceedings going on against President Biden uh, that are related to his son on Capitol Hill? I just finished reading the story on that, and assuming that it's accurate, uh, I think this is a real plus for Joe Biden. I think it'll be hard to make an impeachment case if you've got an informant who um, who conducted himself very poorly on this. A big plus for Biden. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed by 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. 
Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm John Tucker. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. you do if your data was working for you and not against you with bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems you get easy access to the details you want optimized for higher level analysis and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move our data is made for more so you can show the world what you're made of visit bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more